Hello, Internet peeps. Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble Little Podcast, episode 158. I'm Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. I'm Zach. And we are doing the last Timothy Dalton uh, James Bond movie, but we are going to be doing Casino Royale, I believe, with Peter Zellers after this. But today is License to Kill um, in this episode of Big Trouble Podcast. But before we get into that, guys, what the hell have you been watching, playing, or doing? Starting off with Zach. Well, um... I forgot to mention this last week, but I went and saw Black Widow in theaters uh, that uh, last Sunday, which is actually Sunday before last. Now, I heard it was okay. Yeah, it was. It was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they tried to emulate uh, several things about uh, civil, uh, not Civil War, um, Winter Soldier, um, and it kind of got the tone of it, but. In terms of anything else of it, uh, they didn't quite they came up short. Did they mix in some like fun spy stuff, or is it just a superhero movie? There's a little bit of that stuff in there. It it's mostly a more grounded superhero spy movie. You know, uh, yeah, it, it was just okay. I think um, probably in the lower end of the spectrum of those uh, films. Uh, let's see what else have I done. I have still been playing the hell out of Persona Five. Uh, I'm on the fourth fourth palace now. Um, Is that the really... desert? Have you been to the desert? Yeah, it's the pyramid. Yeah, yeah, I like that one a lot. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's got great music. The whole mm-hmm. game has great music though. Um, I've also been playing. Um, Actually, I lied. I haven't been playing. Uh, I was going to say, I just finished uh, reading that uh, big, huge compilation of like the original Black Widow stories. Finally finished finish that off shortly after I watched that movie. Huge. Huge. It was pretty big. Um, it's interesting to see comics like kind of how they were back in the 60s. Mm-hmm. They're They're a lot different from like what you're used to and what you know it's kind of like when you go back if you ever bother to try to go back to read like really old batman like from 38 39 and 40 and stuff like that just different altogether. oh the different then, different culture back then mm-hmm. well it's also like how they handle <coughs> all the other stuff like it's really interesting how like uh they would go out of their way to really explain to you what was happening, like in the in the text boxes. It's like the the editor or the storyteller is directly talking to you, the reader, telling you what's happening, or they're explaining how Iron Man's armor works. He, he, he used to be able to, like, he needed to get a charge. He's like, oh, God, I'm running low on energy. He'd literally pull an extension cord out of his ass and plug into a, an electrical outlet. <laughs> I'm not joking. There's, there's a scene of that where that happens um uh but it like it rolls into like 70 71 and that's kind of when she starts uh getting her more modern appearance and stuff and things start being a little bit more a little more serious in the stories and whatnot some guy saves her jumps off of a roof saves her from this dude trying to kill her or whatever and kills himself in the fucking process (laughs) crazy um but yeah, that's kind of been it for me. All right. Andy, what about you? 
Uh, same old, same old. I watched a ton more of the Grand Tour. I, I'm done with season three. I'm moving on to like all the standalone specials. The show's hilarious. I really like it. And um, I played a whole bunch of Forza Horizon 4. Um, been me. I've, I've been doing cool. the online stuff because you and I played online, so now I have Xbox Live. Mm-hmm. Uh, Forza-thon is hilarious fun. I love that. Uh, Eliminator is stupid. I don't like that. Mm. But I like uh, I like driving around and seeing what other people are doing. Yeah. Like I'm trying to do the daily or not the daily, the weekly events. And one of them is like post an incredibly high speed at one of the speed traps. And there's like two other people there like shooting past it too, because they're trying to do it as well. And it's just interesting to to see other people doing the same same progress. Yeah. Um our multiplayer was fun. The 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 last part where we were doing multiplayer where it captured a flag. I feel like if we had more people, it'd be fun. But yeah, like I didn't know what it was. I I just kind of went into it so we could see what the hell it was. But yeah, if you can get more people doing something like that, I'll bet you it's it's hilariously fun. Well, hopefully we'll have Zach soon racing with us. Which, by the way, you need to like get through like a lot of shit because I was I, I gave him I gave him the rundown. He's got to get to to level twenty. Yeah. Yeah, because me. I know what's up. I've played one of these games before. Yeah, because me and Andy were just like, why can't we join off of each other? It's something about Horizon roster. And it was my dumbass because I was a noob and didn't get to level 20. But uh, anything else, Andy? No, that's it. Car stuff. Nice. Been st- I still got cars on the brain. I washed my new car and nice. I, I watched and played car stuff. Nice. I just pretty much played Forza with you. I did MLB The Show 21. I've uh, been working a lot. I I have like an early shift, so I'm kind of low energy a little bit because I'm not used to waking up at 7 a.m. in the morning to do, do hours in the morning as far as training. Um, but what else did I do? Did I see any movies? No, I was just pretty much doing um, MLB shit, try to like get better players. I got Matt Olson. That's about it. <laughs> you watched some baseball too. You said, "Yeah, I watched your Reds uh, keep up with my Mets, and then all of a sudden, like two of the Mets, McCann and uh, Conforto, uh, pretty much said, Fuck it, we're ending it tonight.'" <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was like fifteen ten, and like the bottom of the eleventh or something like that, or top of the eleventh, and then obviously we had to get you guys out. The Reds are pretty good. They have a good offensive team. It just their their uh, pitching is not that great. No, it's not. Their pitching has a lot of trouble going nine innings. I, I don't know. Well, whatever. We we don't want to get into sports talk. That's a whole different show. Mm-hmm. So Andy, take it away. License to kill Tim Timothy Dalton. Me again? I did the last one. Well, you, you know about unless unless Zach wants to talk about it. Well, that's that's what's interesting about this movie is it's it's uh it's more in a bubble than a lot of the other Bond movies, and that that flies in the face of the fact that it does reference previous movies, mm-hmm. specifically on Her Majesty's Secret Service and The Living Daylights, and you know just any any time that lighter turned up. The story is based on almost nothing. Um, they wrote it uh, just for this movie because they were running out of stuff to adapt from ian fleming however they took the character of um what's his name the guy who pilots the ship oh i don't know um sharky no 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 no, uh the bad guy uh milton crest 
Yeah, that's it. They they took oh. his they took his name and I think parts of his identity from a, a short story in uh, from For Your Eyes Only called the Hildebrand Rarity. I've never read it, so I, I have no idea. But from what I understand, uh, it's about a fish. So take that for what you will, I guess. Hmm. Um, but they wrote this, and uh, when they wrote it, one thing I do know is that they wrote it a little bit darker because Timothy Dalton was already like delivering that kind of a performance with Bond. Like he was just like a meaner, darker guy. And they're like, hey, we should lean into this a little bit. So they did a little bit with this story. Um, there's a lot less jet setting in this one. It takes place basically all in like Key West, briefly in the Caribbean Sea, and then all in South America. And I mean, it's hard to look at this movie as anything besides, I kept thinking this is just James Bond versus Pablo Escobar. <laughs> but I guess, I guess it's also like Manuel Noriega. It, it's kind of like that. This, this movie is a super big product of its time. Cocaine, yeah. the drug war, uh, banana republics, South America. And it takes place in Ithmus City. What's that supposed to be? It's you know, Panama City is what that's a takeoff of. But they, 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 I, I, it's very un James Bond, I thought, to have fictional locations. I don't like that. Just call it what it is. Mm. Don't pull, don't pull punches. Don't talk down to me. Um, oh, and the idea of Felix Leiter getting mauled by a shark by the bad guy, that's taken, I go way back and listen to our very first Roger Moore episode. I talk about it then. It's taken from the novelization of uh, Live and Let Die. They, oh, so that they, happens. they nixed it for that movie and then this movie came along like hey let's do that thing that we we didn't do the beginning had, I, I don't think he gets married or anything i think that's all brains new it's just it's just something that happened that beginning was wild like it starts off like um you know felix get married and i i, I love that like bond like pretty much makes out with his wife a little bit i don't know like it wasn't a friendly kiss, right? With the uh, Felix's wife, because it, they make a joke later on. They're like, "I'll be right back. I'm gonna go kiss the bride." And <laughs> I don't know. It just felt like it was very. I fucked Bond too. Maybe they're swingers. Maybe. You got but, a problem with that? No, I just it was. <laughs> it was weird because the only thing I thought it was like, "Wow, Felix works too much," so Bond just bangs the shit out of her. Um, but he likes to watch. Maybe, maybe he's a cuck. Um, but it was wild because you know they're getting ready for the 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 wedding, and then we get into like a fucking. There's a mission that we have to do while we're on the way to the wedding, and they just they fight this Pablo Escobar, which by the way his name is what again? I just watched this film. San just, something Sanchez. Yeah, Fran Sanchez, played by Robert Davi. Um, Franz, it's such a weird. <laughs> but Franz Sanchez, yeah. <laughs> Which um, it's it's interesting because I was like, it it had like a comedic value a little bit of capturing this guy, but then you're like, oh, eventually he's gonna get away, like you know, because you know they made the offhand comment, oh, I'll be out of here tomorrow, and then that's when you had the crooked agent and stuff to like take him out. But I, I, I really liked the, the beginning a little bit. Even though it was a little comedic, uh, I was like, oh, shit, that's that's cool. But then I knew Felix, and... Well, Felix didn't die. He just lost a leg, right? He almost did. Yeah. 
he gets pretty messed up, but he lives. Yeah, it's funny because it starts off a little lighthearted, kind of silly, but then like I don't know, ten minutes later, <laughs> mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh shit, Bod- Bod's about to leave," and then he hears like from some lady, uh, airport attendant lady, like, "Oh, he's like, what's going on?" Because the airport's security is being weird or something. He's like, "Oh, they just caught some huge drug lord guy." He's like, he realizes, oh, "Shit, that's the guy we got yesterday," and he just drives back over to Felix's house because he doesn't have a cell phone. <laughs> Imagine if he had a cell phone. I mean, he was in an airport. Presumably, there were hundreds of phones. I think he could have used a payphone. He didn't have any quarters. I guess he have time for that shit. I think he, he knew. Back. I think he knew something was bad happened to Felix or something. Uh, yeah. Which, by the way, realistically, Felix should have been dead, right? He had his leg taken off by a shark. He would have bled to death, right? I guess, but the, they talk like, "Oh, this is the beginning of the rest of your life." Like. He's like, we're not going to kill you. We're just going to, like, fuck you up real bad. So I get the impression that they've done this before. Mm. They probably know how to treat a person who's had their leg mauled off by a shark. Yeah. Which, you know, pretty dark, but by the that's, way, that's what is implied. I was shocked that Big Ed Hurley sold his friend out. Yeah, I know. What the heck's his problem? God damn. There's a lot of people in this movie that I was like, hey, that's so-and-so from such-and-such. Hey, that was Shang Tsung. I, Shang Tsung was here. He didn't yeah. die, though. That was like, that was bullshit. That was like a, a fucking illusion or something. <laughs> how he works. But, um, Benicio yeah. Del Toro. Yeah, Del Toro is a big one. <laughs> uh, he looks like he's freaking 15 years old in this movie. Mm-hmm. I know, yeah. It's, it's crazy. You see a young Benicio Del Toro. Um, um, what were you going to say? Uh, one thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, the DEA... Uh, the black dude in the beginning, you know, who kept on saying, Commander, you're out of your league, you can't do this. And then also, the guy who plays Sanchez, if you remember the movie Die Hard. They're the FBI. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Agent Johnson Agent and Johnson. Johnson and Agent Johnson. Yeah. Johnson Johnson. Yeah, I was like, oh shit. By the way, I love Robert. Uh, is it Davy or Davi? I'm not sure. I've never heard anyone say it out loud. I don't know either. But he's always been like a big person in like the 80s and 90s and stuff as like far as like being a villain or or just being a douchebag. Um I definitely recognize him, but I, I couldn't I can't name off a bunch of stuff he's I got excuse me. I gotta say he's probably one of my favorite Bond villains so far. Yeah, he's really good. I mean he's it's not he's like, not he's not he's not as good as the others, but he's up there. I I'm bothered by it because of how unoriginal of a villain he is. Because he does have that Pablo Escobar, Manuel Noriega kind of mm. like I understand that's what they're going for, and they did a good job. But it's less interesting than you know a, a Russian anti-spy ring or or a multi-million dollar or multi multi-billionaire crazy person or whatever. But they wanted to they wanted to lean into the darkness, lean into a little more realism in this movie somewhat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, well, this is a crazy multi-billionaire person. Mm. What the hell's up with his house? It's crazy. That house and is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, I don't know. I feel like they were like, oh man, you know, you know Scarface? Scarface was good. And then <laughs> I guess they felt Scarface came out just like a year prior to this, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, and uh, they probably or maybe two years. Sorry, 
I, yeah, I can't remember when. I feel like it was mid-80s, but, you know, they, they must it must have came out, and then they thought, what else can we do with James Bond? And it was like, what if he fights Scarface? You know, what if he fights Tony Mont- Montana or whatever? I don't maybe. But, um, yeah, it's definitely a product of its time and everything. Oh, Scarface was as well. I mean, mm-hmm. the premise of Scarface is a remake from a movie from the 30s, but they just turn it into – modern day what's in the news it's all the cuban refugees it's um cocaine the drug war stuff like that did did you guys uh i i know we jump around a lot but like you know uh when he's about to get on the boat with sharky uh and you know pretty much go after sanchez and then the black dude comes up and goes oh you know you can't do this This is the end of the line for you and he you know has him go off with these agents and then you see like this odd person like rubbing a cat did 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 they kind of tease blowfed uh for a little bit the villain you think that's what they were going for just just for a second blowfeld maybe i didn't get that because there's all those cats running around the hemingway house Mm. i didn't i didn't pick up on that but if so that's really clever and i should have picked up on it but yeah i didn't i didn't see that yeah because i was like wait a second are they tying this in with the but i thought he died when you know he killed his wife and they had to do that scene or whatever um but then you know obviously it's m and he's like where were you supposed to be on the plane he's like well i'm not ready to uh come in yet and he's like, well, no, you're taking orders, motherfucker. He didn't say it that way, but pretty much. I mean, yeah, he's he's justifiably pissed off at Bond mm-hmm. for, you know, doing his own thing and and disobeying orders, it, it, pursuing his own vendetta, which is what this movie is. It's uh, this is explored more later with Daniel Craig. But Bond just he, he's not he's not acting as an agent of Her Majesty's Secret Service in this movie. He's just doing his own thing. He's out for revenge. And that's that's solely what the movie's about. <laughs> it's Bond's vendetta. They could have just called it that. And he's like, I want I'm giving up my resignation. And then he's like, I revoked your license to kill, and that's where the movie We're not a bloody uh, country, country club, club 007. <laughs> yeah. That was good. Um but yeah, I, li- I like that scene because pretty much he, he kind of surveys the area. He looks at the two agents by him and then he sees the sniper, which, by the way, is not like prop to shoot him right away. He just has his gun up. Maybe he just thought nothing was going to happen or something like that. But uh, what else do you guys want to talk uh, talk about? It? I Do you guys want to talk about the Bond girls? Because I really like the Bond girls in, in this movie. Yeah, the um what's her name something bouvier she's great she's a great character pam pam bouvier Mm -hmm. yeah and she had had a lot more uh uh influence on the plot in this one yes yeah that that's what i like like they actually this time they did it right they doubled down on okay well the woman is actually going to affect things that happen and the the other the other woman uh lupe lamora she she contributes to the plot, but not in as meaningful a way, I didn't think. They had this weird backstory going. I felt like she was not written all the way um, because they did like the Sanchez, like, you know, whipping her and stuff. And then mm-hmm. Bond is like, oh, you're whipped. And then like she does like this. I still kind of love him, but I'm still going to help you, Bond. And then out of no, like 
because Bond hel is helping her a little bit, even though he's probably trying to use her to get, get into situations. That's what Q says uh, to Pam later on. Yeah, hundred um, percent. But then she like, oh, I love him, and I'm like, yeah, that was weird. It seems I, I feel sorry. like there's there's got to be another draft of the script that that explores her character more because there's also that whole you need to get out of here and and go back to wherever you came from, and she says I spent years getting away from that place you know i have nowhere to go yeah what's that place yeah uh there was a few elements of this movie i felt like where it had like plot threads that kind of half half-assed came out of the sewing machine and the thread stopped <laughs> <laughs> like like that was one um the stuff with like how the whole plot revolves around him it's like oh, he's getting revenge for lighter because it goes back to you know Oh, they shot my wife. It pissed me off. It reminds me of that day, you know. Yeah, he's got to fix this, but it's like it's not really revisited or brought up ever again. And like the very end of the movie, he's talking to Felix on the phone, and he seems awfully in a good mood to probably find out his fucking wife is dead. <laughs> like after waking up from hospital treatment from losing his leg and almost losing his arm oh yeah hello mr bond uh here's the thing like i it, i know the movie has to happen this way just so that you know bond has his revenge story right yeah but felix is kind of an asshole like he didn't need to go on his mission if he never went on his mission his wife would never be dead right because I don't know. It's maybe it's his job to catch this fucking guy. This yeah, I mean it is. He says he. It, oh, it's my partner in the DEA. They have found. Um. They, they found the bad guy. They're gonna go get him. Mm -hmm. And he had all those files. Oh, what was with that humongous CD drive in his computer? Did you see? That yeah, he's got like a laser disc disc tray or something. I don't know. But it, it had like the little uh, slot for a regular CD. That must have been high fucking dollar because that was like, uh, oh, they probably filmed that what eighty eight. Mm -hmm. Can't imagine how much that thing cost. Um, but yeah, there's that. Uh, the stuff with the uh, the people from Hong Kong trying to bust him. That was just like it suddenly just came up and then it went nowhere. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't even like that. I, at first, I thought I couldn't remember. I haven't seen this movie in a while. At first, I thought, oh, is this going to be another interesting like? Like maybe it's gonna be Tiger Tanaka or something, but no, they didn't. They don't do anything cool with it. They I wanted him anything. to. I wanted him to work with Carrie uh, Hiroyuki Tagawa really bad. I, I was hoping that's what it seemed like it was heading in that direction. Mm -hmm. And it's so crazy how that happens because it's like he go he goes down there to find Sanchez, then Q fucking shows up just to give him stuff. <laughs> they gotta have Q in every movie. They're like, oh, how are we gonna figure this out? Oh, uh, I'm not even. I'm not even mad. I'm not complaining because I love him. I don't even they, care. They do a good job giving him stuff to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like field stuff. That's that, that was one of the things I liked about Octopussies. They give Q stuff to do instead of just stand in a room, say some kind of funny stuff, and give Bond a new watch and car. Pay attention, 007. And it, now, now see here. <laughs> and it's like, even though M was mad at Bond in, in the beginning of the movie, like when he was talking to money penny like he knew like oh man q's probably gonna go there like he, in the back of his mind he's like oh he'll be back james bond always comes back he's just doing he's just being an idiot 
he's horsing around yeah he gives he gives them all this cool stuff though he gives them like c4 toothpaste and like fucking a camera camera that, gun a two camera that shoots 220 and <laughs> a bunch of other crazy things an exploding alarm clock that i don't think ever gets used um guaranteed not to wake anyone up who uses it i mean but if you believe in the afterlife they wake up dead see <laughs> there's always that that thing <laughs> but like he set all this shit up like he sneaks he repels down the side of uh that i guess as a casino office or whatever he like uh or a hotel there's like a hotel slash casino or something mm-hmm. um and he's having a meeting with like the uh the oriental people as like the his wormy they say oriental reasons. a lot yeah yeah i'm not i mean what i'm not saying some people might find that offensive but whatever i, um, I don't know i don't get it either but it just it was weird like name a place quit being pussies about i, I, I that's the, that that's the thing that bothered me the most about this movie Ithmus city the orientals like just say places it's well, I fine see, i could see some squirmy sweaty wormy businessman guy saying oh you know the orientals like the rugs like <laughs> he doesn't know they all look the same to him well yeah but, they, um what are you gonna say oh they did you know say that they're from china later Hong, hong kong yeah hong kong so, some are from china and specifically the agents are from hong kong which checks out because that would connect them with the british secret service and or, uh, uh, yeah and they're ninjas, <laughs> ninjas. That's, what was, that's what i was getting to he sets all that shit up he sets up the c4 thing and he goes uh across, he goes across the street gets the camera gun and then he's attacked by ninjas and i was like well, wait what ninjas yeah <laughs> and he took them out and I guess it leads to just something I noticed about this movie because it's like you're Andy was saying like oh it's they lean more into the dark elements Dalton was trying to go for but I feel like there was more kind of goofy comedic elements to this one compared to the last one like there's that bar fight where that dude tries to fucking stab him with a swordfish yeah I love that <laughs> I, I shouldn't but it that I I I always get a chuckle out of that I, I mean I thought it was funny too but like uh, then. So the fight during that fight bond seemed like kind of i don't know like out of it it's like he, he like the the thing with the swordfish and everything him getting punched it was played off almost more like a comedic fight um he got away and then there's like ninjas all of a sudden <laughs> ninjas feel really out of place after he just got done fighting like russians ninjas from the wrong country yeah and i was gonna say they're all from hong kong hong kong doesn't have ninjas that's they have triads apparently if we're gonna go back to police story um and i don't know there's a whole scene where like the um sanchez and the army fucking blow up a building yes like they just know that they're in that building and just fucking blow it up with the tank that kind of makes sense like i think in those like banana republic drug haven kind of countries the, the, the military is corrupt as fuck. They'll just, they'll just do what they're told. I'm not questioning that. I'm just questioning how they found them, how they knew they were there. Cause I, I didn't really pick up on how they knew that they were going to be in that building. Well, didn't Sanchez say like, Oh, I knew it was like something was up with you Orientals or something like that. And then that, and then that's when they found bond. And like, he's like, Oh, the guy that I was suspicious about, let me go help him. Well, he said that after he blew the building up and they all died in it, mm-hmm. and he went in there and saw them. Uh, but then, yeah, he saw Bond, who 
it looked like they captured they did capture him but it, <laughs> to him it looks like they captured him and were torturing him or some shit yeah, it just ended up really being beneficial to bond like yeah he, it's kind of a, a stroke of luck on his part because before that he's doing like yojimbo shit where he's like starting to play his organization against each other and stuff because he, he shows up and he's just like he kind of plays it off like i'm an assassin i, I take care of problems because mm-hmm. he doesn't really know who he is and he sees footage of him playing in the casino and it's he's getting a lot of money I really like the line. So you solve problems. Uh, I eliminate problems. <laughs> I like that old exchange, really. I like him playing in the casino. That's classic Bond shit. And him getting <laughs> just, up there. Him, him playing multiple hands of blackjack and just cleaning house. It's, yeah, that's just a Bond thing now for me. Uh, but yeah, he. That's that's like a whole other part of or you can call it a subplot or the plot i don't know or he's he's starting to play on his paranoia and shit tell him like oh this guy you better watch out for this guy he's gonna he he basically sets up initially he plants the seed of that guy um milton crest mm-hmm. he ripped him off but he didn't really rip him off he just lost the money yeah but it's a good way to make it look like you ripped somebody off and you can't explain where the money went <sighs> Yeah, it, this movie felt like, how can I put this? It felt more action-y than a James Bond movie. Like, most James Bond movies, to me, sometimes has its action, right? But it has most of its, like, spy, like, its own genre in it, in a way. But this one felt like an 80s action movie. Yeah, With, about drugs. yeah. And I I agree with Zach. I think Dalton's James Bond was serious in the last film compared to this one. Even though this one, he has a vengeance. He's still, don't get me wrong, he's still pretty serious. It's just they put, they put him into situations that seem a little goofy. Because mm. he still plays it full of the hilt that he's serious. But it's like they're booking him wrong. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, especially when I found out a little bit after we did that uh, that last episode, uh, Dalton apparently went back and read the books and wanted to be like, no, I want to be more like how he is in the in the novels and the short stories and everything. Mm-hmm. He, to my knowledge, he's the first one that really made that attempt. That's why he's one of my favorites, and that's why it's a crime that the world was robbed of more movies with him in it. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like, yeah, he should have had like two more or something. Mm-hmm. I sort of feel like they should have, they should have, I mean, I'm not saying dump Roger Moore like he's garbage, but maybe they should have had him in a view to a kill instead of Roger Moore. Yes, for sure. And then maybe make it a better movie. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. The Christopher Walken can still be the ridiculous bad guy in it. That's fine. I don't want, they can still have him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and but keep the henchman too. She was great. Imagine, imagine cool, kind of angry James Bond up against wacko christopher walken it would have been fun wow it would have been a really good way to like uh hammer down what they were gonna do and i think it would have made the following two films that much more better Uh, yeah yeah i think so too Mm. um what do you think of the i like the final fight just because of the ending i didn't really i i i like the scuba I love how they edited a scuba fight in this one. There was a scuba it's, war. It's James Bond. They were like, how are we going to make this movie more James Bondy? <gasps> scuba war. 
Mm-hmm. It was a mini scuba war. It wasn't like the one in Thunderball, but nothing can ever be like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So he had to have that, and then obviously when he uh, Sanchez is self-aware that James Bond is like, oh man, he's coming after me and my drugs and all my, my money and all that stuff. And probably to kill him as well. Um, so like when they fight and then like near the end, he just, he's, he said, I'm fighting because of this. And he pulls out a lighter and it, it, he like holds it so that like he, the, the villain could read like, here, read this before I like set you on fire. <laughs> um, but I, I, I laughed at it, but I was like, that's awesome. It's a callback from the beginning because obviously when he, you know, got the gift from them, they did the lighter and it like almost took off their faces and stuff with the how the flame was. So what was up with that lighter? Like, uh, crazy. I don't know, but I did like the callback to that. I, I, uh, what's with all Bond's movies like ending in some type of aircraft? You notice that? Not all of them. Sometimes they end on a boat. Sometimes they end on a train. Mm. I, I, I feel like they end on a boat or a ship the most often. Mm-hmm. They they loved Roger Moore being in boats or any yeah. kind of watercraft. So like yeah, I want, I, now I want to like go back and like you know okay this one ends here this one ends there mm-hmm. we'll do that. Well, Her Majesty's Secret Service ends in a car. I've already thought about several categories we can we can talk about at the end of this journey. Yeah, <laughs> we, one of them. Where do they all end? How many times do they end in an airship or a boat or a fucking the rain or something? That's when we have the big Bond episode where we rank all of them. That's going to be... That's down the road. That's in the future. Yeah. Think uh, about the future. The future. Uh, I I really don't have anything else to talk about. I, lo- I do. Well, I do. Well, I, I want to talk about Joe Butcher, the weird televangelist. <laughs> I want to talk about Wayne Newton being in this movie. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I love, I love his character. I love she pulls a gun on him and like takes the keys and he's like, God bless you, child. And then later she steals the money back. And he's like, bless your heart. <laughs> I laugh every time. It's hilarious. He just takes it in stride. He's just, he's all right. I guess that's the way it's going to be. <laughs> he's so laid back. Like well, he's, was- he's the front for this evil organization. And he's just such a cool, likable guy. Yeah, he's just like whatever, man. He's pays me a fuck ton of money to do this. I'm I mean, he's exploiting the fuck out of like millions of people, clearly. But yeah, it's, it's still hey, whatever. It's Wayne Newton. <laughs> yeah, I like that whole thing where uh, Pam went there to like go. In, she had the bag of money that was leftover money from the, the huge stash Bond had the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, held him up and stuff. Uh, some of the death scenes were crazy. This movie too, like when. Uh, uh, it's like when Sanchez is on the boat, like when uh, Crest comes down there, and he's uh, Bond sets him up, but he puts like a bunch of the a bunch of his money in that weird pressure thing. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what the fuck. That's that fucking is. grim. Yeah, when he did when that happened, I was like, "What the fuck this is this like a, a death from like a horror movie or something?" Yeah, it seems like something Jason would do to someone in Jason X, which it probably was actually. It got it got a laugh out of me, it got a cackle out of me, but I'm fucked up anyway. But, <laughs> And then, like, when uh, Benicio Del Toro fell down in the, the thing that, uh, I don't know, shreds up cocaine or whatever the fuck that is. Coke bricks. Coke bricks. <laughs> now there's Benicio Del Toro bricks. <laughs> and then um, when Kilfer, when, uh, with the shark, he's like, there's $2, yeah. mi- there's $2 million, 
go and get it. And he like throws Take it. Take it with you. And he fucking no, throws you, it. You, you earned it. Yeah. And then there, there was the, 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 the dude with the stinger missiles, which was like another kind of nothing. That's plot. the one I was about to bring up. I really like this one. <laughs> like a, a, a forklift gets driven through a wall and he's impaled on one of the forks. There's like no driver either. It just went through the wall. That's and that's then, dark. It's dark shit right there. And then Bond was like, it looks like he met a dead end or some shit. Like, <laughs> mm. uh, <laughs> Why did Dalton look different in this movie compared to the last one? Um, I think he was losing a little bit more of his hair. His his hairline was receding a little, I noticed. Was it? Yeah. He must be wearing like hair plugs or a toupee later on. I think he's the, he he's the bad guy in Hot Fuzz. That's the other big thing I know him. Mm. I I didn't know who the fuck that was when I watched it, so I couldn't appreciate it as much. So, no, to him, he's, was, he's excellent in Hot Fuzz. He's also a voice in Toy Story now. Yeah, I forget he's doing random stuff. I'm kind oh, of uh, and he's in um, uh, Flash Gordon. I just bought that movie. I should know. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> huh. Um. I guess I guess I really don't have that much else to say. I just want to talk I, about the crazy deaths and the 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 chase. I want to talk well, about some crazy stunts. They they put they put a fucking tractor trailer semi up on five wheels in this movie, <laughs> and then it crushes a jeep. <laughs> totally crushes a jeep. I like the chase that, scene. That's that's one of that's one of the most memorable Bond car stunts in in, in my book. I, I always think about that one. Don't you mean where he, he tips the truck over and dodges the fucking stinger missile? It doesn't make any sense at all. No. Whatsoever. In I don't any, care, though. In any way, shape, or form. Uh, it doesn't make sense with, with the kind of missile. It doesn't make sense with the vehicle. It doesn't make sense with the ramp. It doesn't make sense with anything. But it's awesome. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's several parts of that whole scene I liked. I like they play- did a good job finding something new to do in a Bond movie, too. Uh, semi-chase. Yeah, semi chase, and then Pam was flying around the plane helping him. Mm-hmm. That was, she was able to help him some more. And it gives, it gives a little extra depth to what would otherwise just be kind of a slow chase. I also liked how um, he he ditched the semi he was driving. He gets in like three different fucking vehicles or some shit over the course of this chase. Yep. <laughs> like, uh, uh, fucking Sanchez shoots out her rear wing, and she has to crack sort land it. And then it's like, fuck, my plane's fucked. And then she sees the fucking semi that, that he drove just kind of pulls up onto a hill. And she's like, oh, just gets in that. <laughs> kind of serendipitous. Um, yeah, I, I like this, though. Um, I guess I'll save how much I like it for after we watch the next movie we're doing. <laughs> Casino Royale. Andy, you got anything else to say about this movie? Uh, I like this movie a lot. There's there's a little bit of just a personal preference. I don't know why I like this movie so much. I mean, I can I can cite a bunch of things about it that I think are good, but this movie's always kind of held a special place in my heart for for some reason I can't name. I sort of get the feeling after seeing these two, and yeah, I'm kind of in the boat you are where it's like, I wish this guy got more to do. Yeah, for sure. And he definitely feels like the Bond of the 80s. More than like what Roger Moore ever did. Way more than Roger. Like Roger Moore feels like he felt like he was out of the seventies going into the eighties, and he's clearly getting old. Yeah, and like Octopussy and View to a Kill, he's like, I don't think he has a punch, but he has a demeanor that makes me think he he's a guy who'd have a punch. 
if that makes any sense. He was like fucking 58 the last I know, it's not his fault. He's still great-ish, but... (laughs) Great-ish. He's Roger Uh, Moore. I'm I'm well on record over several episodes about what I think about Roger Moore as Bond, but... We talk about this later. At length later. (laughs) Yeah. For the big list. Mm -hmm. Um, So we all recommend this one? Yeah, 100%. Okay. Um... So I'm looking at next week's um, movie, uh, Casino Royale, 1967. Uh, I didn't fucking know that Orson Welles is in this movie. What the fuck? Yeah, this movie's really weird. Um, it's got a the, crazy cast. The Bond franchise was taking off. It was getting popular through just the books. And someone said, oh, let's make a quick dollar we're going to license the rights to make a Bond movie and then they just make it a comedy with like Peter Sellers, Woody Allen, Orson Welles, John Huston. They just put a bunch of names in it and it's just like an all right movie, apparently. This is this is going to be the first one we watch for the Bond series that I've never seen personally. I've just seen clips of it. And um, then the Bond franchise kept blowing up and people... F- thankfully forgot about this movie and then we get the take with sean connery that we all deserved and loved hmm, but yeah. this this is it's a weird it's a weird flash in the pan basically they just licensed the general idea of the plot and characters it's more like an ensemble cast comedy weird somewhat vague spy comedy there's like a million bonds in this by the way yeah there's set, there, there, there are multiple Jays Bond. Nobody knows which one's the real one. <laughs> and it's like, how's that? Okay. <laughs> it's like Clue. Um, yeah, it's like Clue. <laughs> but uh, it, Casino Royale, 1967. Make sure you watch it, come back, and we'll, we'll talk about it. Talk, yeah. talk about the Woody Allens, the Orson Welles, the fucking Peter Sellers. For completion's sake, because we watched the only other non-Eon film there is already. Mm-hmm. And I, I do feel like there's more of a justification. There's more of a reason to watch that one. But I was like, come on, we're doing all these. Got got to at least do the the goofy Casino Royale. Well, then, what do you say if I tell you that there is yet another adaptation of Casino Royale that was made for British television? It was in the fifties, right? I think so. Yes, it's in black and white. Yeah, yeah. I saw something about that. Is that easy to obtain, though? Uh, no. <laughs> probably have to get it through the bbc or something uh bloody hell <laughs> uh anyway let's get to some news that mattered to us zach you said you had some news right i have news so you know that meme of like wolverine from the x-men animated series where he's laying in the bed and he's got the picture of gene gray and he looks really sad mm-hmm. yeah, they, they they replace it with something else yeah they made an action figure of it right they made it god damn it you do <laughs> i've seen it i've seen it already i saw like mondo was making it and it looks like a cool action figure anyway though but it has that thing of him in the bed i'm like i'm getting this because that's one of my favorite memes you can slip your own little picture into the picture frame so you You can make it whatever you want it's gonna be the picture of himself because that's my favorite (laughs) version of that meme is when he's looking at himself but yeah i uh, I, from where i've bought stuff from mondo i get i get their emails whenever they announce a new product i'm gonna get it (laughs) Well, anything else besides Wolverine action figure thing? Um, I guess Money in the Bank happened and John Cena's back and he's going to fight Roman Reigns. 
And huh? you guys, you guys don't want to talk about the new Valve Switch, the the new oh Steam Steam Deck, whatever. Steam Switch, Steam Switch. I pre-ordered it because it's five dollars. Um, and what? yeah, it's a pre-order. It's oh, okay. It's like oh, it's <laughs> five dollars. It's it it's the later you pre-order, the later you get it. Which, by the way, I kind of like this system because because it's like, hey, since you did it late, you're not gonna get it at start, so you're gonna get it Q two of twenty uh twenty two. That's my date when mine's gonna be available. Apparently, uh, that's if they don't have another chip shortage or whatever. But I put five dollars down. Um, my main goal is to see how it does because they did have steam consoles and it wasn't that great so exactly so i was uh, i people are like going crazy over this and i was talking to my friend i'm like so it's not really portable unless you're near wi-fi so you're gonna be on shitty wi-fi if you're out and about yeah like this is one of those things that on paper it's a great idea but until i see them implement it like i just I can't get as wound up as everyone else is. I've seen all the memes where it's like Switch doesn't play something. The League of Legends. Yeah, uh, the other one plays it. Oh, it wins. Except in the case of some games where it's like, well, Switch wins because League of Legends sucks or or whatever. But yeah, I get it. But how well is it going to work? I don't know. I mean, I will say this the... The Steam consoles worked great, just nobody cared about it. I had a buddy who had one, and I swear it worked uh, 60% of the time. And the controller was also weird. You could use your own controller, at least. Yeah. I, I, I give them that. They, that, was a, that was a nice move. The un- you can't now, apparently. It's built right in. I'm just yeah, a- I kind of I didn't care about this either, though. I'm like, I was thinking the same way. I'm like, oh, well, this, that's cool on paper, but... Mm. We'll see. I mean, I think it's cool if you want to play your Steam library on it. Um, you get to play. It's going to have like its own uh, operating system, so you could put Game Pass on it if you wanted to. Apparently, you can install your own OS and a bunch of other stuff too, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Cool, but I want to see how people use it. If it's mm. if it's going to be cool and everybody's loving it. And I'm gonna be shelling out money for it, but if if people go, yeah, because I I barely use my Steam library on my PC. I just like I like my handheld. That's the only reason. And plus, I want Game Pass on the go, which I could do it on here, but that's cloud service, and I don't want to stream my game. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a wait and see what happens kind of thing. But uh, yeah, the the uh, money in the bank, fucking Nikki, A S H, almost a superhero. Yes. Yeah. First of all, what the fuck's that name? And then they said it. And like, oh, they, they can't call her the superhero in training because they already did that. Plus, I don't think that would fly as good anymore. Yeah. So her next thing is gonna be superhero, superhero. There, it's not played up like. She's a real life superhero thing. It's kind of like she's doing this for kids, sort of. It's, it's not. It's not played like legitimately. She thinks she's a superhero. It's not like that. Cosplay, pretty it's, much. It, yeah. 
It's not like Hurricane. You, do, do you remember Hurricane? Mm, no. Stand back. There's a hurricane coming through. Like he, he would be uh, him his normal self as like a Clark Kent, and then he would come in the hurricane. He was a backstage interviewer, mm-hmm. Gregory Helms, and then he would like whoosh off screen. Like literally, he would make a whoosh sound and come back, and he would be the hurricane. And then that one time he wrestled The Rock and The Rock called him the Hamburglar. <laughs> and then the Hurricane, he, he chokeslammed him and beat him in a match. It was incredible. Yeah. It sounds pretty cool. It's, it's pretty fun. Yeah, but John Cena is balding, by the way. He's fucking 40-something. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to have a bald head pretty soon, which is funny. Or maybe he's just going to get surgery for his hair uh, and plug him or something. Maybe he won't care. Maybe. Maybe he'll be like The Rock. You know, The Rock was like, fuck him, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shave it. John Cena does look smaller, by the way. Did you notice that? He doesn't have to buff up as much anymore. Yeah, so he's a movie star now. Mm-hmm. He's getting there. Um, yeah, I get that. That's another thing we'll get into deep conversation when we finally get to get in some color. Um, yeah, at some point. Yeah, <laughs> but he's back. He got a big pop, by the way. Um, it was. It, it was yeah. it was surprising. It, I I kind of feel like it's because the fans are back and they're just like, wow John Cena whoa, but at the same time hate Roman Reigns. So well, I guess he's getting heel heat. Yeah, he's getting real heel. Like, he, like he's actually it's working this time. They found they finally found something that works. Or I'm starting to think this was kind of his idea, mm-hmm. and they finally fucking listened to him and let him just do what he wanted to do, and it was wor- surprise it worked. Like. Well, Instead I th- just make him do this lame ass good guy shit that hasn't worked for the past fifteen years. Well, I'm not gonna get into deep conversation, but my I, I think the plan is Roman's gonna face The Rock at WrestleMania. I think yeah. I think what's gonna happen is Cena and Roman are gonna fight. Uh, gonna beat him. Roman is gonna beat him, but I think like The Rock is gonna be there in some tor- type of story way. Where he's like, oh, I've I've beaten Cena before. What he's not that easy. Just to, you know, make sure to be careful, and you go like, fuck you, or something like that. Like, I don't need your help. Why yeah. don't you go back to Hollywood? Yeah, get out of here, old man. I'm the head of the table. <laughs> he's the head of the table now. And yeah. then Rowan should beat Rocket WrestleMania. And then that's when he's finally over. But never thought I would say those words. Yeah, <laughs> but I digress on that. Is there any other news that we want to bring up? I'm good. No. I have nothing I have nothing else to say. You don't have any other reports about fucking assholes scalping Pokemon cards or something? No. I, I'm sure it's still going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's still going on somewhere. No new developments in the Pokemon card field. Are there asshole scalpers for Bond movie posters? Maybe. Anything that has value. I mean, anything can be speculated on <laughs> as a as a nostalgic, whatever. Fucking go back last week and listen to everything we said about video games. Yeah. Um. But anyway, oh, by the way, uh, Nemesis Project Thursday, unless Zach has work thing. Any work things this Thursday, or are you good? I don't know. Don't know yet. So I'm gonna keep you updated. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the shit, and we're gonna say yes, we're gonna do it for now. But it might change later this week. It might change, but we're gonna be watching, and or we're gonna be talking about it since. By the way, I didn't know Resident Evil Infinite Darkness was a TV show, but like mm-hmm. each each episode's like twenty six min- minutes, and there's four of them, so it's like the length of pretty much a Bond movie. Um, it's about ninety minute movie. Yeah, so 
Uh, we're gonna watch that. We're gonna discuss it. Uh, Andy says he's gonna join unless he's dipping. I don't know. Are you still with us on that, Andy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on Netflix. But uh, I think we'll end it here, guys. If you want to catch more of Big Trouble Podcast or the Nemesis Project or Getting Some Color, make sure you type that in into Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Uh, we're also on YouTube. If you type in Big Trouble Podcast, uh, we live stream it every Tuesday whenever we decide to stream it. Like we were supposed to do it early today, but I took a nap and my fault. Um, but yeah, we're going to end it here, guys. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening to us. So see you later. Thanks for listening. <laughs>